Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. The headlines continue to be dominated by the situation in Ukraine. And Damon, Matt, I just need you to put this in perspective for me because the markets were really affected when it started. They're still kind of in flux. What does this mean when there's so much instability overseas? Let's just first address, you know, the the people out there that are that are suffering through the effects of war, um, you know, those things aside and, and feeling for them and, and prayers and, and thoughts go out to them. But when it comes to, you know, our responsibilities and this being a, a retirement and financial focused uh, radio show or and uh, some of this always gets cut into our podcast. But we we, we have worked with retirees for 21 years. And this is not the first time that we've seen unrest uh, throughout the world affect our markets. And it shouldn't be the only time that, that someone 55 or older should be reminded that the market has volatility and that volatility can affect your spending if you are not positioned properly and it's going to affect how often or how much you sleep at night. If you don't have a good plan in place and you don't understand and have answers for what am I doing and is this is this affecting my vacation I've got planned this summer? Is this affecting my next year's or the next month's income? Then if you're worried about those things and then what you don't have in place is a good retirement plan that's comprehensive that helps you understand that through living life and through the things that happen in this world, whether it's a, you know, Russia um, going into Ukraine or if it's China having issues with their economy or, you know, a COVID pandemic, all of these things have an impact on our market. Markets and having answers to, to know what am I what am I doing what's my advisors doing to help me to maintain that stable income in retirement is going to to be the number one priorities and and having your investments invested according to your stage of life right the the number one thing that's going to affect people close to retirement or just entering retirement is having too much risk and taking a, a bigger loss than they can afford to take because what they don't have anymore is that that commodity that we all have the same of and that's time they don't have the same amount of time to make up for those downturns but it's always the the, the positive you know huge returns that everybody's chasing and and so you got to put that in perspective and say okay what what do i need at this stage of my life and for 21 years that's what matt and i've been doing is helping people understand how do we create a plan that's going to manage the volatility of the market through our retirement and making sure that we have that stable income so we can sleep at night. Mm-hmm. I was doing a workshop this past week where we were kind of discussing kind of some of these concepts around retirement. We we're talking about social security. We we're talking about interest rates. And again, one of the people asked and said, well, what do you think of what's happening with this war? What's that going to do? And one thing I started talking to him about is just the fact that we are now a global economy. Right. So, you know, these events now have a bigger impact on us at home because there's so much global transactions. There's, you know, we're getting oil from different countries. We are, you know, selling goods and services. We're buying goods and services from different places. And so these type of things will have their ripple effect through and you'll have to pay attention to those things. You need to make adjustments. And so what I would tell anybody that's kind of concerned about this is that over the past two or three weeks, some of the things that we have done with our portfolio has been adjustments and reductions in risk to help manage through some of this volatility. 
And what has happened with that is we're seeing a calming effect with with our clients. We're seeing our portfolios balance out, not going up and down with these wild swings that the markets had. Which again, if you're strategic about those decisions, if you do it with without the emotion, if you're doing it without, you know, panicking or throwing everything into cash, you're making the proper adjustments. It can be a really good opportunity to protect wealth right now, but then be able to move back into the market when things kind of calm down and take advantage of some growth opportunities. And we had one client call in this last week and, you know, it was right after the, the Russia had invaded Ukraine and he called in, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. He's like, Hey, you know, what's going on? Are we, and you could hear the panic in his voice. He's like, have you moved everybody into cash? And we were like, no, we have not moved everybody into cash. We are strategic. We're sticking with the strategies and the investment choices we've made. We've made some adjustments. We made them before this happened. And we'll be watching what's happening to see what additional adjustments are needed. Now, he called at nine o'clock in the morning on the day that they invaded. And if you have anybody who's paying attention to the stock market at that time, you'll know that the stock market opened up like two or 3% negative. Yeah. And by the end of the day, it was two or 3% positive. So there's like a 6% swing in one day and throughout that day. And again, if you would have panicked and woke up and pushed everything into cash on that day, that would have been a really detrimental move to your overall portfolio because of the changes that happened in the market mm -hmm. and how it behaved. And again, not very many people would have predicted, oh yeah, war starts, they finally invade, market goes up by 6%. That, that, that doesn't make a whole lot of intuitive sense. So you, you have to take the emotion out. You have to be strategic. And so when it comes to these wars, like Damon says, again, you feel bad and you, and you want to reach out and figure out what you can do to help and to, to be involved with, you know, some of the aid that's being provided. But then you look and turn back and say, okay, how does this impact my retirement? What are the adjustments I should make? And again, we would stand by this, the case that the adjustments probably already should have been made. And so if that wasn't happening, that's where you say, well, how do, how do I do this better next time? Because there's going to be a next time. How do I improve? How do I make sure that my portfolio is being managed properly? How do I make sure that I'm not getting emotional about those decisions? What do I need to do so that next time this happens or when it happens or six months from when it happens, whatever, you have a plan that you know what your, your course of action is going to be, or you already have an investment profile or a strategy in place with your advisor that they're going to manage through some of this risk and, and you don't have to panic. Yeah. Let's put that plan together. Let's not panic. 480-680-6868. I guess that's a good question because you said the gentleman called up right when all this got started. Have you seen a lot of that through the past week and a half? Have the phones been ringing off the hook? Are people pretty concerned? No, and, and the reason is, is again, we, we have done a really good job. And one of the great things about technology is we have been striving to communicate with our clients. So monthly, we send out a newsletter updating people on various indicators and things that we're tracking related to the economy with an update on what we're doing with their accounts. We quarterly, we do a video where we talk about what's going on in the world, what's happening to their accounts, what changes and adjustments we're making, what investment options we're implementing on their behalf. And so this communication and understanding has, has developed kind of a, a trust and they, and they have some knowledge there. And then what I would say, and I think what's key is our clients have experienced COVID and they have experienced other downturns in the market with us. And they have seen how we have managed through that. And I think one of the reasons that we're not getting a lot of calls is people trust what we're doing. They know that we are making those moves that we're being proactive with that. And so uh, again, we're, our phone's not ringing off the hook. We don't have a bunch of panic clients because we've put the communications in place and we've put the proper strategies in place up front 
so that the panic doesn't really set in. And mm-hmm. again, if you're panicked out of there, if you're concerned, if you haven't talked to your broker or you're, you're sitting there, what's going on and you have no idea what adjustments and what things are happening with your stuff. Well, you know, this is kind of a wake up call. This is to say, well, maybe I need to do something different because again, our clients know what's going on. We're trying to communicate with them. We're trying to keep them up to date. And again, we have that trust now built over the years and they know that we're going to be able to adjust to that. We're talking about the market volatility and especially with the international crisis going on. But, you know, I guess, Damon, should my age, should it determine how I treat this? Like if I'm over the age of 55, do I need to go into protection mode? Or if I'm under the age of 55, does that give me a little more leeway to tinker with my portfolio? Um, obviously, uh, you know, we talk a lot about this in, uh, some of the educational workshops that we do in our book and our podcast. And, uh, you know, we, we use the, the phrase, uh, stage of life investing. So, um, the older that you get, the less time that you have to make up for the ups and downs of the, of the market. And you've got, you know, different ways of investing. You've got your buy and hold, and then you've got more of a strategic, um, tactical approach where you're making changes. And we, for 21 years have been focused on working with retirees and feel that at this stage of life, um, this is where we are doing some protecting and, and preservation is our number one goal uh, for these clients. Um, and so we have in our portfolios made some strategic changes based off of not emotion, but um, a, you know, a strategy that's that we have looked at and tweaked and, and kind of massaged over 21 years to make sure that we are protecting our clients from those times. But if you're younger, right, for my, my married daughter, daughter who's uh, 21 years old, um, I'm telling her to be aggressive and to really not pay attention so much to these ups and downs that happen and to just consistently put like money most in. kids, she's not listening. But so actually what you're saying, in, in my opinion, is a little bit opposite. Those that are younger really shouldn't be the ones doing tweaking. And if they're tweaking right now, they're probably, you know, and, and most of the time that means they're doing it in their 401ks by themselves. And a lot of times people are are late to the table and and too early to get in or out you know on on the wrong side of things because their their emotion is is based on that so for anyone whether you're young or old i think the key is preparation and planning if you have a good plan in place and you understand what's right for you at this stage of life that's going to provide a much more successful outcome knowing that that's not you know whatever you are if i'm 35 my plan should not be the same at 35 than at 55 right. i need to be adjusting and understanding that my life is changing. I'm likely putting more in later in life and now I don't have as much time anymore. And so, you know, putting that plan together and understanding, you know, what my options are and that, that includes, you know, taxation, looking at and and becoming tax efficient. You know, we all know we should be diversified in our portfolios, but also being diversified across taxes and other things to create, you know, over time, a portfolio and a, and a strategy and a retirement plan that's really going to provide you multiple options depending on what's going on with taxes and the markets and everything else. And so the answer is planning and preparation and understanding where you're at, what stage you are at. You know, as Damon was talking, it it reminded me of a of a call I had from one of my clients' daughters. So again, we, we most of our clients are fifty and older. We're we're focused on people getting ready to retire. And the main reason for that is the studies show that if you have twenty or more years before you're going to be drawing out money, 
the studies show that like Damon was just talking about, setting it and forgetting it, mm-hmm. just kind of continuing to buy the investments, continuing to buy during the good and the bad, it pays off. It actually produces better results than if you're trying to really manage that. Because again, oftentimes we buy at the wrong time, sell at the wrong time, we make those mistakes. And so it's, so that buy and hold strategy, if you have longer than 20 years before you're gonna use that money, it really pays off. It pays to just stick with that strategy, not pay anybody to manage that. But with most of our clients that are 15 older, we're trying to make adjustments because they come into our office and they said, look, I I plan on using this money in the next 10 years or 15 years. And so when you have a downturn, like we've seen where the stock market goes down 10, 15, 20%, if you can avoid a lot of that drop, if you can avoid some of that drop, you can then, you know, you're preserving that capital. You can then reinvest. You can take advantage of the market turning back up and becoming more aggressive. And, you know, at the end of the of the day, you end up having more money in your account. And so that's what we do with our clients on a regular basis. But anyway, so this, this client's daughter called and said, hey, you've done really good with my parents. They sing your praises. They, they you know, they can't say enough good things. I wanted to see if you could look at my, my stuff. And I said, hey, I'm happy to, to talk with you and to go through things with mm-hmm. you. And so she proceeded to tell me that they've done really well. You know, they're in their 30s, but they have over $500,000 saved up in various accounts. And so you would, you know, they'd be a great client to be working with. Again, there's a lot of different strategies we could implement for them that would potentially do great. But I told her as she was talking through things, they had a great job, they were contributing. And I said, well, when do you think you're gonna retire? And she's like, oh, you know, you know, 60, somewhere in there. And I said, okay, well, you have done awesome. And again, like your parents have said, we are more of a tactical approach. We're gonna make adjustments to your portfolio. But frankly, you don't need us. And I don't think we'd be a good fit. And I don't think we're gonna add value to you. And as a fiduciary, I just don't think we can bring you on as a client because I don't think we can provide any better results than what you're going to get on your own. And she was kind of shocked by that. She was yeah. kind of like, well, what? It was my account balance is not high enough. And I said, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's that you have time on your side. So you have the ability to invest that money on your own and not pay someone, keep your fees low and just invest it over time. Now, when you're 45 or 50 or 60, if you're getting close you know, in that 10, 15 years from when you wanna retire, that's when you should be calling us. Because yeah. at that point, we need to start implementing some of the strategies that are gonna protect some of your wealth. We're gonna to need to look at your income and start coming up with some strategies of how you're gonna replace your paycheck. We're gonna start putting in place strategies to protect from a big downturn because you don't want to lose four or five or six years of earnings while you wait for the market to recover if we had another 2008 stock crash. Mm -hmm. And so those are all things that we could help with at that time. And so I just said, right now, just keep doing what you're doing. And she was kind of shocked that we would turn business away. But Damon and I do that all the time if we can't help the person. Mm -hmm. And so again, we want to be able to provide value. We want to be able to help them grow their money and and do it in a better, safer way if that's possible. How, How old was she? She was in her 30s, so it's like, I think she was 35. So, again, hopefully she's calling us back in the next 15, 20 years. And that 500,000 or so that they've saved up is a couple million dollars, $3 million, whatever it might be. And then we can then put some strategies in place to protect and make sure that they've got some income streams for retirement and that things are secure. And so, again, we're not trying to turn away business, but we want to work with people that we can help, yeah. that we can truly provide value that need us because what we're trying to do is make it so that their retirement and the income they're going to need in retirement is consistent and can last throughout their entire retirement. When you're younger, you can invest more long-term, you should let it do that buy and hold, but the closer you get to retirement, 
that strategy has been proven to not being very effective because of the ups and downs that the market presents. And just like we're experiencing right now, if you could have protected five or 10% of the recent losses, mm-hmm. that'd be a big improvement to what a lot of people are seeing inside of their accounts that have been too aggressive and haven't made any adjustments. I think that's the importance of that first, that initial consultation. And I that's why you offer the complimentary Morningstar portfolio analysis, where you're going to sit down the team from Acute Wealth Advisors are going to go over your portfolio and they may say, look, we're not the right fit at this moment. But that's what they do as a fiduciary. And I think, Matt, we've said it a couple of times. It's always good to kind of remind our audience, what is a fiduciary and why is it so important to be one? So a broker dealer is not a fiduciary. What that means is they have to recommend investments that are according to the risk level that you have chosen. But it doesn't matter if they have high commissions or fees or charges. That doesn't matter. That does, that does not get factored into the equation. For our average person, where, where's the broker dealers? Right. So that's like your banks, your, mm-hmm. your Morgan Stanley's, your Merrill Lynch's, 90, probably, I don't even know what the percentage is, but the majority of the investment advice that is given to people is coming from broker dealers. And so we're a fiduciary. Now, again, we use custodians where our accounts are set up at TD Ameritrade and Fidelity. So you have the normal type of statements. The difference is, is we're held to a standard that we have to do things that are in your best interest. And so we're looking at something that's risk appropriate, but also what's less expensive, what has the lower fees, what are the better options? And that's the standard we're held to. So that's a big deal because again, if you can save half a percent, 1%, 2% on what you're paying in fees, that's goes to your bottom line. That's a big deal. Instead of getting an 8% return, you're getting a 10. And so again, it's really important to be paying attention to where your advice is coming from, what their motivation is, and find someone that's got your interest in mind. 480-680-6868. Damon, we got about 60 seconds left in this segment. And as Matt was telling me the story about the young lady who's very financially sound, are you seeing that more because of the internet, because of podcasts? Are people becoming more financially educated at a younger age? You know, I wish that I could answer that question with an affirmative yes. Um, But, you know, we we do nonprofit uh, educational workshops around the valley, been doing it for a number of years. And what I would say is there's a lot more information available now than there used to be if people want to take the time to get educated. But we're still not, you know, until you start implementing these things early in high school and college and and make them requirements to understand the finance and things, people just aren't going to do it, not because they don't care about money because it's one of the things that we're the most emotional about and that people want the education but sometimes they don't know where to find it and there is a lot more out there and I would encourage anyone to educate themselves about finance because I can promise you no matter how much you pay someone no one cares more about your money than you do and and if you at least know the right questions to ask you can you can use financial professionals who are good at their job to help you be better thanks for listening want more from Damon and Matt check out success in the new retirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.